I believe that the soul actually chooses to come here and chooses to come into a kind of body that will be perfect for them to learn specific things about themselves. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of our True Form Life community. We're coming at you with a brand new show. We appreciate whether you're listening on terrestrial radio across the country or as a podcast around the world. We certainly wouldn't be here without you. So stick around. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. We're super excited to have Elizabeth here with us. So welcome to the show. Ah, thank you so much, Drew, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure. So let's jump right into it. Tell us who you are, what you do. Give us a chance to resonate with you and our audience to connect a bit. Sure. Well, I'm a lifestyle design coach and spiritual teacher. And really what I do is I help ambitious men and women love their bodies and their lives. And it's really, truly uh, my mission to open them up to the beauty of their soul journey by helping them see the beauty of their body and their life. So I'd love to tell your audience a little bit more about that. What is it that you might want to know? I'm curious. I'd like to know how you got into it first. That's always interesting for me. It is, right? Everyone's always so interested in how we get on the path that we do. Well, you know, Drew, my story really starts all the way back when I was a kid. Um, I was a very, and still am, a very sensitive, really intuitive person. And as a child, you know, I could feel things people couldn't sense things people couldn't and there was just so much of me that was experiencing the world on a completely different level than other people and when i went to try to explain what i was going through to my parents they're lovely people but really they didn't know how to really help me with all the emotions i was feeling all the things that i was sensing and so they would just tell me, you know, oh, stop being so sensitive, you know, or oh, it's just your imagination, or don't be a crybaby. And in hearing those things as a kid and already feeling overwhelmed, I'm thinking, boy, there must be something wrong with me. There must be something broken about me. Because it seems that how I'm feeling and what I'm sensing, nobody can understand. And so I started to look around and I thought, how can I help myself? I don't feel good. I feel overwhelmed. Things feel scary to me. And you know, Drew, I saw my parents eating junk food. And it was just a normal staple in our house. Pringles, Doritos, chips, cookies, you know, ice cream. And I did what I saw them doing. And I started to use food as a comfort for myself. And before I knew it, my little body became a bigger body. 
because I kept pushing down all that I was feeling and my body started to need to make space for what I was doing. You know, eating all those extra calories and pushing down how I was feeling. So here I was coming into my adolescence, a chubby little girl. And true, my peers really made sure that I knew that I was different, that I was bigger than them. And as the story goes, in seventh grade, I remember walking down the halls. I was five feet, six inches tall, 175 pounds. So I was much bigger than the other girls. And I went to open up my locker and a note fell down and it was on a loose leaf piece of paper. And I opened up the paper and there was this image of a bus. And on it, it said, you're as big as a bus, Elizabeth. And oh, my heart just sank. And I remember hearing the snickering of teenage boys behind me and they were the same boys that had been teasing me when I walked through the hallway of sixth grade. And this was now eighth grade. And so I had been teased for three years and this was just the icing on the cake. And that day I accepted I would never be beautiful, that there was something broken about my body that who I was as a person based off of my shape and size was not lovable and was not acceptable. And that changed my life moving forward. And after that day, I got on a treadmill and I began to run or really run. And I tell people I ran for about 17 years. I ran from myself. I ran from the pain and I took everybody else's opinions about what being beautiful was and decided to make them a standard in which I had to live by. And so no matter what I did, no matter what size I was, because in a very short period of time, I lost about 60 pounds and I walked into my high school, 117 pounds, five foot, six inches. People would tell me how beautiful I was but I couldn't believe it because my thoughts remained so ugly. And I was in this incredibly difficult relationship with my body and food and myself where I would binge eat and restrictive eat and over-exercise, trying to prove to others that I could be beautiful and be worthy of their love. And that led me to become a registered dietitian. And because I didn't want anyone to go through what I did, and I felt that if I could help them eat better, that I could transform their lives. But it was interesting, Drew. Um, I started to watch people and I started to listen to them as I got my degree and I got into a nice job where I was counseling people and really you know, guiding them through what to eat, that it wasn't about the food, that it was about the way that they thought and felt about themselves that was driving the behavior with food. And so a couple of things happened. I was in a series of relationships that kept ending badly. And the one that was the worst was the one that occurred five years ago. So while I was a dietitian and working in Manhattan and feeling like a fraud, as you're, you're hearing, because I was telling people they could fix themselves with food, but really I knew something deeper was going on. And... Um, 
the last person I had been with broke up with me. They walked out of my life. They simply said, you know, I just can't do this anymore. And I literally felt like it was because I wasn't enough and that I wasn't beautiful enough for them, that I wasn't skinny enough, that I wasn't um, the shape and size they desired, that something was lacking in me. And it brought me to rock bottom. And I can remember thinking, what's the point of even being here? If I hate myself, if I don't love what I do, and if everything is just so hard and so much work and uh, fate would have it, as the universe always does, a friend came into my life and said, there's something really going on with you. And I don't know why, but I want you to meet this healer. And like a light in my heart flickered and this small, tiny voice just said, Elizabeth, go. And I'd never quite at the time understood what I was saying yes to until I got into a car and drove 500 miles to Virginia Beach and met this like five foot three uh, Asian Malaysian man. And, his, and he said, welcome, I've been waiting for you. And it was like, what? And that session changed my entire life. He was able to help me understand the pain and shame I felt about my body, where it had come from, the opinions I had accepted when I was an adolescent and how that had shaped my perception of myself, my relationship with my body and food. And I made it my mission to do the exact same thing for every single man or woman that I would encounter that felt like my little me. What did he say to you? Like, how did, how was he able to get through to you? I'd imagine you talked to other people in your life. Well, how, how was the connection with him for him to be able to make a difference? Yeah, well, when he said he'd been waiting for me for a long time, he also said something else, which was, you've been wanting to be powerful for a long time. And the way that he said that, it was as though he was talking to me, not just from a human level, like in, in a human way, but in this deep soulful way. And it was true when he said it, there were tears that just started streaming down my face because I had felt so powerless. I had felt so unlovable. I had felt so ugly. And all I really wanted in this life was to feel good about myself was for my my relationship with my body and food to be easy. And so in that session, he guided me to understand how the teenage boys that teased me, well, they were there for a reason. They had come into my life on purpose to open up to a life lesson I needed to learn, that I had come to this journey to learn about beauty, what true beauty really was. And I was able to see that their teasing had created an image of myself and that I had carried it for so long and that I didn't need to carry their bullying and their opinion of my shape and size anymore. And it was just this beautiful way that he had of helping me see that, that those people were important for me and that I didn't have to be angry at them and mad and hold on to the hurt anymore that I could claim what I needed to and open up to understand what beauty really was for me. And that was a game changer because no one had ever put it that way for me. 
no one had ever described it in that way. And that was really, really transformational. So how long was it since you met him and then you're like, okay, I need to teach other people what I've been learning? Five years. So did you work with him for five years and then you started? Yeah. So after we met a few times and I started to see that there was this beauty and magic in what he was helping me open up to, you know, I was letting go of so much of my past, like what, you know, the influence my parents had on me and the ways that they were in my life and the things that I was, you know, mirroring that they would do that were limiting me from really creating the life that I love. He was unlocking all these doors for me. And by the time we probably rolled around to like the sixth session, he said, you know, that gift that you have to be able to feel and see and understand people, it will be what helps you transform other people's lives. Would you be interested in learning about how to really harness the power of your gift that you came here as a little girl uh, with? And I was like, of course. And he said, you know, you can take your skills of all the schooling you've had for understanding the body and food and the mind, and now you can help people understand soul nutrition from a real deeper level as to why they do what they do with their food and their body and help them break through and create a new life with their body and food so that they have freedom and peace. And it just clicked. It was like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. And um, I apprenticed underneath him and I've done uh, probably four, uh, well, I've done four trainings with him and um, we uh, we maintain a beautiful uh, partnership in terms of coaching and uh, student and I still talk to him till this day. That's awesome. So what was it that you learned specifically that you can relay to your customers and clients that you can connect that, what did you call it, soulful eating? Soul nutrition. Soul nutrition. Yeah. Tell us what that is. Yeah. Well, I believe that we are not just humans living this human life experience, but that we are actually souls on a human journey. And what that means is that we have an essence or a spirit about ourselves that actually has come into our human our human body and is here desiring to go through human experience so that it can learn something about itself, so that it can grow and transform. And I believe that the soul actually chooses to come here and chooses to come into a kind of body that will be perfect for them to learn specific things about themselves, about their beauty, about their power, about their um, strength, about, you know, self-love and worth. I believe that our bodies are these incredible tools for transformation, not just in, you know, looking physically good or not, but really understanding the true value of the body. And so I understood that when I started to study underneath my teacher, that I was much more than just this physical, uh, you know, body, that I actually had an essence within me that had well-being and health and power and that when I could understand the role that my body had in my life and the things that it was wanting me to learn that I could more more or less understand who I really was 
So those are some of the, the principles that I now bring into my work with my clients. Um, and I help them see that the relationship we have with food in our body is here to teach us important lessons about ourselves. So not just the body, but our food relationship too. Um, because what we do with food is, is an, a reflection of what we are feeling and thinking in our inner world with ourselves. So that are, uh, really is the important principles that I bring into the work with my clients that I learned from him. So when someone first comes to see you, maybe you could tell us first why they come to see you. Like I know everyone's different, but the average or majority of people, they say, come to you and say, can you help me with? Sure. So um, a lot of people come for me with, with a variety of things, but as I have focused on the, the soul nutrition and, and really helping them really love their bodies, they generally come feeling ashamed or embarrassed or not loving their shape and size or feeling trapped in the skin they're in. Um, never feeling like they'll ever be beautiful, never feeling like they'll ever be able to have a peaceful relationship with food. So they struggle with binge eating or they have in the past been a restrictive eater. Um, they just overall have an imbalance in the way that they feel about themselves and the relationship they have with themselves. And really, Drew, it outsplays into then career relationships um, and really how they feel that they can really show up in the world because our relationship with our body is a mirror image of every single relationship that we have. If we don't love who we are, then what are we going to be holding within ourselves and what will we be sharing with other people? Um, so when someone comes to me, they're really seeking a solution to a problem they've faced their entire life with their self-image. And we generally explore what it is that they're going through and we get to the root, we get to the bottom of it. And we help them see from a, a soul level why they have the experience that they have with themselves now and what is the, the pain that they've been feeling and where it came from. And we really help them let that go. So it may be helpful if I share a client um, a client uh, experience if you would like me to or did I just you know give you a good explanation there yeah I would love to I, I just wanted to there's something that you said that resonated with me and sure. I, I don't know if you remember what you said but relationships okay. are the mirror image of you remember that yeah our, our relationship with ourself is a mirror image of every single relationship we have very interesting yeah can you explain that a bit? Yeah, I was going to say, what did you find curious about that? Um, so in my personal point of view, everything comes back to ourself, okay? That we are, we are only able to see the world through our eyes, through, we are only able to hear the world through our ears. So we have come to this experience of life with our own perception of life because no one other person has gone through what we have and so we have a unique way of seeing the world we have a unique way of hearing the world we have a new unique way of showing up in the world so our thoughts and our feelings about ourselves are what shape our own image of ourselves, who we understand we are 
And if we have a negative or unhealthy opinion of ourself, and we walk around in our life thinking and believing things that are not very nice or kind or loving about ourselves, we are going to have emotions like pain or shame or guilt or feeling embarrassed. And if we are having those feelings and we're holding them within ourselves, then we want to be thinking about how are we then going to show up in our life with other people? What will we be giving out to them? How will we be interpreting their reactions and behaviors to us? If we're full of not healthy feelings and images or opinions about ourselves, we're going to be really reactive and triggered by people who may seem to judge us or have an opinion about our beauty or body or shape or size. And therefore, then our relationships won't be easy. They're going to be hard and there's going to be friction because we may be interpreting even subtle things like in a partnership, someone wanting some space or doing something on their own to mean that it's something about their worth or value or how they look. The list is endless, mm -hmm. right? Did yes. that click for you? Yeah, very, it's very interesting. Relationships in general are business relationships, you know, friendships, um, intimate, whatever. It's all it's all very interesting, especially how humans connect with one another. But I, I could see that. So if you have someone that maybe has low self-worth, yeah, you could say anything and it could be positive, but they take it as negative because of their perception, perception of themselves. Yes. Yes, because of the opinion they have, like, you know, um, for instance, you know, I had a client whose mom wanted her to fit in really badly with uh, her classmates as a kid. So the mom would say, you know, stop eating like that. You're going to become a pig. Okay. And that might just seem like a, a very, like, maybe roll off the back if for some people because it doesn't matter. But to this little girl, she heard her mom say, You're going to become a pig. And she started to feel like, Oh my gosh, every time I eat, I'm going to look like a pig. And so she began to kind of feel that shame and embarrassment about herself. And she really, you know, started to use food as a way to comfort herself. And she ended up putting on a lot, a lot, a lot of weight. And so that opinion her mom shared because she was wanting her child to fit in and not be overweight, right? Actually, the, the client started to take that on and really hold that image of herself. And she ended up becoming overweight and feeling like she didn't fit in with the peers and her friends and in her social life. So we forget how sometimes the things that people can say to us when we're small can really shape the way we see ourselves throughout our entire life and then mold the ways that we then take in our later adult life what other people are thinking and saying about us as personal to mean that we it is true that we are not you know beautiful or we are a pig or we're ugly or you know we're bad does that make sense yeah for sure so how would you how do you suggest it's pretty difficult when you're working with people or dealing with people on a regular basis especially when it's everything's very personal because of past so you addressed how the individual is the way they are but so that so we can talk about how that individual can make a change in their life but also can you address how someone could communicate with someone that takes many things personally 
Absolutely. Yeah. So in, in the context, if you're in like a, a partnership, like an intimate partnership or the context, like a professional partnership, which you think would be more helpful? Um, maybe just for our, maybe just for our listeners, not so intimate, just a regular friend friendship, because I think we have more yeah. friends than one intimate partner in most yeah. cases. Yeah, the first thing that's really coming up for me, which was one of the most powerful things that I started implementing in my life a couple of years ago, was when I noticed someone was taking something I was saying really personally. I took a step back, you know, I got present to myself. I became aware of what I was thinking and feeling in relationship to their reaction to me, took a breath. And I simply started to ask rather than being reactionary, you know, being like accusatory, like what's wrong with you or like, what's your problem? You know, most people will come from that angle because they're being defensive. They're feeling like someone's, you know, now attacking them because they're getting upset with your own uh, behavior. So instead of that route, what I've learned to do is say, what is it about my opinion that is upsetting you? Can you tell me a little bit more about why you're upset right now? And giving that person the space to actually talk through or out their emotion without making it personally mean that I'm doing something wrong. They're just having a reaction to me and that I can hold the space to just let them get the emotion out because once they get the emotion out, they'll be able to think clear and see the bigger picture often. And just giving them that room to just let it all out and to be that mirror. Okay, I hear you thinking that what I said meant this. Is that true? And just taking their words and actually mirroring it back to them so that they can hear what they're thinking and go, oh, uh, I'm all the way in left field. I really am sorry that I'm I'm acting this way. I think I'm going to take a breather. I think I need to think about what I'm saying. Most of the time, people will get to that space if you yourself can hold that energy. Very interesting. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay, so we don't have a ton of time left. Did you want to go through a scenario with one of your clients or was or did you just kind of do it? I think we covered it, you know, just really looking at how sometimes someone can say something to you when you're younger and you don't quite actually know that that can have a big impact on you and that it's not necessarily a bad thing, that it's here to teach you something, that it's here to open you up to something bigger about yourself, that you are actually in need of seeing and understanding for yourself, an important lesson. So rather than making it, oh, it's awful, it's bad, let's pause to that conversation and perhaps invite your audience to just stretch into thinking that there's a purpose and all things happen for a good reason. And if we can open that up and invite that into our life, we can look at the pain that, or the hurt and see there's wisdom to it. I have a friend that often says people come into our lives for a reason, in most cases, to teach us something. So you yeah. could choose to learn from them or you could choose to just be upset with them. Exactly. Perfect. It's sweet and succinct. I love what you just said. Yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I, that's a good one. Is there anything that we missed, Elizabeth, before we wrap things up? No, I think this was a, a really beautiful interview and I'm so glad to have been in service to your community and thank you again for having me. It's our pleasure. If anyone wants to learn more about you, what services you have or how they can connect with you, where would you send them? 
Yeah, I have a website. It's called elizabethmtrip.com. Actually, I can't believe I just put an M in my... (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot. Don't go to that website. (laughs) Um, That's not my website. That's my middle initial. Um, It's elizabethtrip.com. It's so funny. elizabethtrip.com. And you can come there and and I welcome you with a lifestyle design quiz. You can see if you're ready to create a new lifestyle, ready to really... know um, enjoy your body and your life and as you you go through that process um, you'll find ways that we can connect more deeply if it seems we're a good fit if I'm a a good coach for you so wonderful all right Elizabeth thank you so much for your time we appreciate you sharing your story with us and your expertise thank you so much I'm glad to be here all right that's going to wrap things up for this edition of exploring mind and body once again thank you so much for being here thank you for tuning in and being a part of our true form life community you can always find us on facebook.com trueformlife we post stuff there a couple times a day on our story we're always trying to bring you more content around living a healthy lifestyle whether that be nutrition fitness lifestyle and more we also have free challenges that we do at least once a month so if you follow us along there you'll be able to join maybe a plank challenge or a squat challenge tabata challenge whatever it may be we'd love to have you join us we're also on instagram.com slash drew tadia again we're posting up there a couple times a day along with our story all dedicated to keeping you fit and healthy and on track our main website is trueformlife.com if you want to check out some of our products some of our services or if you just want some great content from videos to blog posts and recipes and more we got all that at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.